Welcome to Two Cents FC. I'm your host, Amobi Kugo, back again with my guy, L. Each week, we'll be talking with individuals from around the soccer world, learning about their stories and getting their unfiltered thoughts and opinions. This week, we're joined by Two Cents family, sports resident crew supporter, Tyler Phillips, and we'll be talking about Atlanta's United internal struggles, a lot to unpack there, Orlando City's new ownership, and Columbus Crew's rebrand. Uh, I'm excited about that one, especially with uh, Tyler on. So, Tyler, how you doing today? Dude, I'm doing well, man. Tired. Uh, been running around the country a little bit, but I'm good. I, I, I see y'all making moves. So, uh, run, run us, run us, give us some context real quick. Context is that uh, Two Cent Sports in itself is um, gearing up for some really cool stuff in 21 and 22 and um, going out and making the right partnerships, talking to the right people, and we're going to make the right content. So, yeah, cool. that's facts. The band, the, the bandwagon is not full. So if y'all want to get on before it's too late, hop on to what we got going on at Two Cent Sports. Get on this train before it's gone. Because it's about to go. Oh, that's facts. All right, well, let's jump right into this, though. We got a lot to unpack. A very MLS-heavy uh, episode this week. Um, so first up, the life and times of Atlanta United. So, you know, Felipe Cardenas dropped a sizzling article this past week um with the athletic pull back the veil on the team's um, meteoric rise and just as quick fall you know me as an Atlanta United fan I obviously was very interested <laughs> in what needed to be said so here's some key points if you haven't read the article Carlos Bocanegra left Marcelo Bielsa on red Carlos Bocanegra ran Tata Martino off Carlos Bocanegra curved Manuel Pellegrini Claudio Ranieri who led Leicester to a Premier League uh, championship, Marcelo Lippi, who led Italy to the 2016 World Cup in order to hire Frank DeBoer. Carlos Bocanegra dragged his feet on offering Darlington Nagby an extension, leading him to demand a trade to Columbus. Carlos Bocanegra traded Julian Gressel without giving Frank DeBoer a heads up. You get the point, right? Like You yeah. get the common denominator here, right? Yeah. You so, met the 2006 World Cup, right? The, the one they won it? When they won it? 2000... Six, they win in 16. There was no World Cup in 2016. Yeah. Oh, 2006. My bad. Okay. So, yeah, react. <laughs> what, you, what you got? I'll let you go first, Tyler. I know. Yeah. I, I want Ellis' opinion too because he's like a. Well, it's a, funny, but I think the theme of almost today's episode is just like humans at the end of the day are going to be human. You know, <laughs> we don't get it all right. We just don't get it right all the time. Um, and for each of the things we're going to talk about, like you're going to see like each of these people, even though we're going to talk about some of the misses, they all have a whole list of hits, every single one of them, right? Uh, Atlanta United, you see the whole, the fans, the culture, the play on the field. We're going to pretend last year didn't happen. Um, there's a lot of good. Championship in the second year. That's, that's true too. I, you know what? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. But when it comes to the internal side of things, the human side of things, I mean, there are going to be misses because at the end of the day, we're all like, we're not perfect. Um, sometimes we we have, uh, let's say this, we just, we miss. And I think what this article did was to show that, you know, Carlos uh, at times seems to allow his like either ego or his own personal ventures to get in the way of the overall vision of the club. Um, it seemed there was a power struggle, you know? Um, and I seems to me, I'm thinking like, there's so many yeses that I would say to some of the things that he turned down. But when it comes to in the days, like what you want to do as a human being, it's going to 
Hey, Lola. I'm gonna take care of her real quick. Uh, I'll stop and you meet me. But um, if you can say yes to some of these other things and take a seat back, I think he would have had more wins. So that's what I'm saying with that. I just don't understand how you leave the managers that you had on the table. I, don't, I just don't understand it. And you settle with DeBoer. That's the thing that killed me. That and the Nagby thing killed me. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Lola feels the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's a great podcast right there. So it's the same way. What about you, L? All right, where do I start? Okay. No one man should have all that power. As Kanye said so eloquently. You know what I'm saying? It, just from what just from reading it, it seems like and I I don't think it was intentionally a Boca Negra slam piece. I think it was more so as I'm going through this, I'm cut. I'm uncovering a common thread here with some of these issues that we've had. And, you know, first of all, he was very, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say underqualified, but inexperienced in the role. Um, so that, that, that's a first, I guess, flag against him, but, you know, give people a shot, you know, let see what they do. And it seemed like he did well. I think another thing that kind of really hurt him, was losing Paul McDonough after the championship year. So Paul McDonough went over to inner inner Miami to kind of help build that team. Um, and Paul McDonough was the one who was finessing, you know, all the MLS rules and roster rules and salary rules and stuff like that. He was like the grand wizard when it came to that. Um, and so after, after he left, in perfect timing, the MLS PA just released all the salaries for this year. <laughs> and you see some of, some of these players that we have on these contracts like these mediocre players or like mid mid to mid level players on these crazy crazy contracts like that's all Boca you know what I'm saying like so now we don't have cap now we have cap issues for people who aren't proven to produce you know what I'm saying like they let Gressel go because of cap issues but Gressel's making less than Jurgen Dam who replaced him and who is fra- a fraction of a fraction of the productivity he can't even get a cross in. He can't even get a cross in the box successfully. You know what I'm saying? And like that's the way. That's how Joseph was eating all this time with those aggressive crosses into the box. Easy money, but damn, damn, can't even kick that over. But he's making 1.7. You know what I'm saying? Gressel's still making 700 k. All you had like the the value of it is not is not adding up. Be like, <laughs> and so I think that's one thing that kind of kind of tanked the uh the roster a little bit is you know not having that 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 wizard so to so to speak who can finesse the um finesse the numbers for you who can find talented players and get them on you know decent contracts so that you know the value levels out a little bit more another thing i think he feels like he may feel i'm speaking for him but i think he may feel like the south americans were starting to run the asylum a little bit mm. and so the culture the south american culture is super super heavy in the team and i think running tata off was one of the first things to do with that and then bringing the board in trying to bring in more what they call a north american style or a euro style to the team kind of fractured i think they lost the team super early and i think i mean the board is trash as a coach but i don't want to even like put it fully on him because he he didn't have his players to begin with like they're not they don't fit his style so it's kind of for, trying to force a, a square into a circle peg circle hole or whatever um 
So that's another issue that I feel was kind of an ego trip. Um, seeing as, you know, you know, Tata wanted a little bit more control over the roster and to suggest certain people, certain ways to build the roster. And, you know, Carlos had his own way of doing things. And he basically took all that power out of the board's hands. So that, that goes to show you that that's where, that's an area of friction that they were running into with the last coach. Um, and we see where that, where that led them, you know, taking, taking the power out of the coach's hands. We see where that led them down a rabbit hole. I mean, we won trophies, but that was remnants of the last team. So, and then you ran off some of our best players because of the poor coaching decision and, you know, the lack of uh, continuity when it comes to tactics and stuff like that. So LGP going, you know, Nagby pieced out. He was already leaving. Um, Franco Escobar is probably gone. You know, he's, uh, he's off on loan right now, but he's probably out. Um, Yaba too. He lost Yaba as well. Asad. Y'all lost Asad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Villa Villa Ball, Villa Ball, uh Hector. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was v- saying. Viaba. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Viaba. Yeah. Yeah. But um I mean off the bench, you still Asai, Asai was on loan um yeah. initially, but Tata wanted to sign him and he's like, nah. So in in favor of Barco, who you know mixed reviews. Mixed with you. Say what you want about Barco. Like he's he's done well, but he also hasn't lived up to the 15 million transfer fee no. that we paid to bring him in. <laughs> and he and he ruined the locker room uh presence with, <laughs> with his antics. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, young, young boy things. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, like I think I feel like if we have a bad season this year, it's over for that guy. Like now that like there'll be fan it's already a Boca out campaign right now for with, with the fans. But I feel like if we have a, if we have a, if we don't perform this year, if we don't have like a good, you know, deep run in the playoffs, MLS club run, you know, he may be on the hot seat. He probably already on the hot seat now. Like I'm pretty sure like it's, it's not sweet in those halls right now <laughs> after that article came out, you know? So, cause I mean, Darren Eels didn't do much to help him either. You know, I mean, he spoke on record. He was like, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna yeah. talk, you know. You Wait, what Darren Eel say? I mean, he uh, never said anything directly against Bocanegra, but he never also like supported. He just kind of did, he distanced himself. He was like, hey, mm-hmm. I gave Bocanegra the keys. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's how they do it. So, I mean, that's pretty much my two cents on it. Uh, like, it, it was just juicy, juicy to, to kind of. Oh peel the veil back a little bit um and i wouldn't say I'm, I'm not like really mad per se i'm not in an uproar as some others were but like now i understand like what happened you know so it, are, it makes you, sense now are you boca out yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm leaning that way i'm leaning mm-hmm. that way it's like <laughs> if you if you have that much of an ego trip to where yeah. you can torpedo torpedo a championship team in one year then you may need to seek some other employment. <laughs> and one other thing that I noticed from the article was how he kind of, it's possible that he kind of sabotaged uh, Tata's chances of coaching the U.S. men's national team. So you know, Tata, Tata really wanted that job, but never got a call, never got a look. And Boca, who's on the committee, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he has something to do with that. So that's another strike. 
against him. Hater. <laughs> what you think of Moby? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, obviously, we, we're not in the back room. I do remember when, because uh, Navi's a friend of mine, when he was about to leave. So, like, hearing the inside of that, I'm not going to tell his business out there. I was about but, to say, like, what can you tell him? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> but from the standpoint of Boca Negra, I mean, if you look at his career, you know, U.S. captain, played overseas, you know, came up and he shout out to him. I mean, he's a U.S. legend, got to respect the OGs, went to UCLA. So I got a mad respect for what he's done. But from the standpoint of a lot of times when you see a lot of these soccer players that get into these roles, they are so power hungry, so ego uh, that it affects their judgment. And then obviously for someone like him that has a lot of relationships, that has a lot of, you know, people that have helped him come up and people that he's worked with that he trusts, he's probably going to be more willing to do some things on the back end uh, when it comes to deals. Um, mm-hmm. So like Hyman coming to the squad when that wasn't really needed or, you know, getting rid of Nagby, obviously uh, Nagby didn't want to go back home. It was said, uh, but some deals are you just like, are you getting kickbacks? Like, are you doing someone a favor? Like what, 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 what's that really about? Um, and then from the standpoint of like working with different coaches uh, when you're in a GM or president role, you want to be able to have someone that's kind of like a yes man in the sense of where, all right, if they do well, I'm going to get credit. But if they do bad, uh, I can, you know, I can put it on them. Whereas if Tata comes in, Biesla, these bigger names where they have a presence um, and they want, you know, control, it's always going to be a tug of war. And with that, obviously, Tata did a great job of, you know, transforming the culture of uh, Atlanta United, and you can see it was it had its identity, it had its culture, the South American style of play, South American, you know, contingent, and you know, like you said earlier, um, that might have been, um, you know, a little bit hard to hard to hard to have because you're losing control within the organization. So uh, with that, I definitely think that played a role. Um, obviously we're not in the back room. We're not seeing the deal flow and all that stuff, but um, you brought up a great point too, because Paul McDonough, you know, obviously he didn't get the, he got the short end of the stick for his time at Inter Miami, but that's someone that understands the intricate details when it comes to MLS and players, you know, he's been an agent, he's been a coach, he's done a great job, you know, starting Orlando. I was there with him when he brought me over um, starting Atlanta, uh, starting Atlanta and then even starting Miami. Uh, Miami's in this whole nother world. Um, but if Atlanta does not fix this, uh, it's going to be scary hours for the next couple of years. So uh, sure. I'm not saying they need to uh, make moves from Boca Negra, but um, they definitely need to get back to what worked for them in the first couple of years. Because I don't know, like a lot of times when, you know, these executives, they want to fix something that's already working. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like it's working, it's proven. Uh, and it, oh, I want my own spin on it. Like, nah, it doesn't matter who gets credit. It doesn't matter as long as the team's winning, the fans are happy, and you're making money, um, which I think Atlanta was doing. And then now it's not really like that. So, yeah, they got to watch out because it could be a tough couple years if they don't if they don't take time. I mean, question, too. too. Like, L, as a fan, how does that make you feel like those revelations, especially after the year you guys had, do you feel good about Moving forward, I mean, bro, I'm an Arsenal fan. 
Yeah. yeah. He's used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm built for this at this point. Yeah. I mean, it sucks to see. I feel like I feel like Atlanta is better run than Arsenal. So I feel like there's a there's some hope in like we're already kind of seeing like steps being taken to rectify those mistakes. So they brought Paul McDonough back. You know what I'm saying? Really? Like, Respect. Yeah, he's he's back. He's back with the team. Uh um you know, Heinze has a little bit more rope. Heinze wouldn't come on unless he can get his his list of players that he wanted. So he has oh, a little yeah. bit more. He's not going. He's not going. He'll 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 just leave. Like yeah, like a coach like that, they'll just leave. So it's not like you know, he's not. Yeah, he has a little bit that. more rope to to you know build the roster the way he wants to build it. Um, so I feel like we're on the right track. Um, like our our play on the field, obviously, new coach, new system. It's going to take a minute to gel. A lot of new players. It's gonna take a minute for us to like get up to speed. I think we should be we should be decent this year. Um, you know, we gotta fix our defensive issues. That's another story. Um, but I feel like I feel like we're we're I feel like we're turning the corner to get back to where we were. So, you know, if we if he can if we can get back to where we were, I think people will ease off it a little bit. As long as we're winning, if we're losing, then they on his head. For the rest of the season, <laughs> makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what we'll see what what happens. Yeah. All right. So enough of Atlanta, though. Let's jump over to Orlando. Orlando. Um, <laughs> and talk about they have new owners. So the Will family, owners of the Minnesota Vikings, um, recently uh, agreed to purchase Orlando City which includes the stadium and Orlando pride. Um, so the deal is looking like it's about 400 to 450 million. Um, so that's a pretty good, pretty good deal for an MLS team and an NWSL team and a stadium yeah. together. Um, I don't know if that includes the, uh, the training facility, but looks like the purple people eaters going down South for more purple. So <laughs> yeah, think about this one. You know, it's funny. First of all, I, I think it's interesting how MLS like, puts valuations on the teams because like you had a couple of teams falling like under like 120 million and then i think dave tepper paid i think what 400 just to get a team in and he like three something yeah, yeah they paid like 350 yeah so it sounds like they're getting a deal to be honest out of the whole thing they got the stadium you said the women's team which we all know that the women's league is becoming more and more profitable mm-hmm. uh you've got you don't have to build a stadium it's there for you like my club had to build a stadium. So like they bought it and had to build a stadium. So like, it's just interesting to see how MLS does that. Um, Orlando deserves though some good. Um, I know that there's been a lot of, um, I would say turmoil with like ownership and such. Um, I think that the on field staff is fantastic. They just need somebody behind them supporting it. Uh, one of my boys is like one of the, uh, I can't remember if he's now lead scout or if he is lead scout and coordinator now, but um seeing the pipeline that's coming through him into Orlando is kind of top tier and coach is fantastic I've always been a, like a fan of his work when he was in like uh, Dallas so they just need now like the support from all the way upstairs and I think that will help hopefully a lot of the problems we see behind the scenes do you think I'm gonna be Orlando uh alumni yeah, yeah I'm, ex- I'm excited I'm happy for the people of Orlando you know a new infusion of cash a new infusion of uh just a different direction uh, shout out to um, the original owner that you know helped bring you know 
MLS to Orlando. That can't be understated. Um, but with what they are doing now, I personally, I'm trying to figure out who the who the private equity firm was to get the deal done. You know, I'm, you know me, I like the sports business aspect of it. There's a nice little commission off that $450 million sale. I'm like, ooh, I wish I was involved. But uh, all sports business aside, I think it's a good deal, and I think it's going to bring new life into you know this new transformation of Orlando. They had a lot of growing pains early. I was part of that. Um, but you can see now with Perea and the staff, like, they're going to be good, you know, and then once they sell DK for like 20 mil and this influx of talent in, you know, in South Florida or Florida um, in general and the, in the outside regions that they can recruit from, I think it's going to be it's going to be a good Orlando is going to be a formidable force for years to come. Yeah, I hate to say it. Um, on field, they are definitely improving. Um, and just going back to the Wolf thing, he's known that family is known for taking good care of their teams. Um, I think there's like a lot of positive things to say about them as owners of the Vikings. So could be a good situation for Orlando um, coming in. They'll get the necessary investment that they need. Like you said before, they don't have to build a stadium. Uh, I, it's the training facility built already. I, I remember seeing like um, seeing renderings and stuff of it. But I don't know if it's already already done. Yes, yeah, it's done. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it's done. Okay, so they I got that. They, yeah, I don't think they got. Did they get the training facility as well? Dude, that's the thing. I didn't see if it was in. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't see it in the price either. Uh, yeah, but they, I, they I, got I, it last year. I don't think. I don't think he gave up that land. I think he uh, because of like just where that is in Orlando, and I think he kept that just for real estate ahead, purposes. At least that back to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Another thing to note is the Will family owned a percentage of Nashville SC, so they'll need to sell that before they can close okay. on this Orlando deal. I think they were they were initially trying to get an expansion team. They're they're trying to get an expansion team um, up in Minnesota before Minnesota United came in uh, from NWA NA is it NASL NASL. Yeah. So um, eventually they I guess they made their way in first first with Nashville City or Nashville SC, and then now got a full team out here. So Congrats to them. Must be nice having yeah. that kind of bread to throw around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one day. Yeah. Soon, one day soon. Soon, soon come. <laughs> I mean, you you have a decent amount of money to throw around. What are you talking about? <laughs> decent amount. For an MLS team, decent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sell his jersey collection first, and then we could, you know, start talking about funding. That's not easy. <laughs> gonna scratch the surface, bro. <laughs> I need some of that private equity money to come in here so we can really yeah. take these things to the next level. But that's also another conversation for another day, sports yeah. business. Uh, let's get into the real reason we are here. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what the real reason we're here, and that's uh, Columbus Cruise rebrand, or excuse me, Columbus SC now. Um, so Columbus Crew have to much chagrin, chagrin, that's where rebranded um, to Columbus SC. So obviously the Twitter timeline was on fire. Um, so we got to bring our guy Tyler on, who is our resident crew fan and insider to tell us what's going on. And we'll also be rating the new crest as well. So we can go ahead and go ahead and jump into that. But before we, before we really, really get into this, Tyler, bro, what happened? So it's, it's, a lot of us have the same question is what happened? Why, why it is happening? Um, we 
woke up on Friday to a leak uh, that, to be honest, is so far out there, it doesn't seem real. And it was confirmed pretty quickly that it was real. Um, and it just kind of blows your mind because from a marketing standpoint, you know, you want to bring eyes to your product, right? And from a rebranding standpoint, you do that when something is generally broken or is, is looked upon badly, or you just need a fresh start, like you need a fresh start. None of those things apply to the old brand, which leads you to something that Elle said earlier um, about, you know, you get people in the room, uh, people in suits in the room that want to put their stamp on things. And I think this comes down to the owners. Um, the owners, which people forget, are the same owners that own the Browns. You can read enough on how that goes. Um, <laughs> they have a really good brand up there, but they like to tweak with things. And I think they saw, okay, the city loves us. They love the team we've given them. They love the stadium. I want them to love everything about me. What's the one thing that they also love that we don't have? Ah, this crest. This crest is honestly, the old crest that's on the hat, it is universally across the league loved. It's the one thing they don't have their name on. So I, they, what I've heard is that it started pretty early in the process of purchasing the team, this whole rebranding thing. And they didn't reach out to uh, supporters or to do like a constructive uh, go around with it. Um, supporter groups did get to see it, but it was more like, this is the finished product, this is happening. Uh, not a, hey, how can we make this better? So within that, you get two things. You get them being alienated, um, the supporters that is, being alienated from the process, but then also kind of being force fed something, something that we didn't need. Um, as you can see, no one likes it. Um, I fell on the side of, I was, I was so burnt out from Save the Cruise. I'm just happy I have a team. Like the crest doesn't um, affect the team I'm watching technically. It doesn't affect the stadium I'm playing. It just affects the things I will wear. Um, so I didn't care. I didn't hate it, but I, don't, I really don't love it at the same time. Um, moving forward, I think yesterday, uh, the owners did finally respond saying, you know, we didn't do this process right. We didn't give the supporters a, a voice. And they were very tactfully saying like, we're looking for an opportunity to like work forward with Nordeka, but it wasn't like a Chicago thing where they were like, Hey, we messed up. We're going to start from scratch. They didn't do any of that. So I think this is here to stay for a while. Uh, it's painful. I, I just don't understand. I think for me as a person that loves like branding and marketing, my biggest question for an organization is why would you do this when you already have so much momentum uh, going into this season, you've got a championship winning team, you have this goodwill from saving the team. You have a beautiful new stadium coming in. You have everything a sports team would want. Why would you needlessly throw an obstacle in your way? It doesn't make any sense. And if you guys saw today the report that like the supporter group did give them back early this year, it literally like listed everything that would happen, like saying that the reception would be catastrophic. The people, the fan base would be uh, left in the dark. They would react harshly. Everything happened. And this is a 16 page document that was given to the front office and it was just glazed over. So at this point, everything has happened. The front office deserves it. They got to figure out what they're going to do. You have, you have either the option to collaborate and make something new. You can be stubborn and stand strong and say, this is what it is. Or you just go back to what you had. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days, but it's just annoying. I'm just, I'm just kind of, it's tiring being a crew fan at this point. It's really tiring being a crew fan. <laughs> and obviously there's an uproar about them dropping crew yeah, from the crest. That. Yeah. And from the name officially. Um, 
Well, I got, I, I understood what they were going for. Doesn't mean I agree with it. Um, by saying it's the nickname, like kind of how Minnesota has the loons, uh, Orlando's the lions, Manchester United has the reds and Arsenal's the gunners. Like the fans know the nickname. So that was like their olive branch. I think that was a place where they did it because they were like, they did say us moving the crew will be catastrophic. So let's just kind of give them an olive branch. Beyond that, I still don't understand why you had to move it. They said that we'll put more emphasis on the name Columbus. But as you guys have seen, like on the video broadcast, uh, the press conferences, you can't even see the name. You can't see the word at all. Like if you want to put emphasis on it, us, yeah. yeah, then make it work where you can see the, the city name Columbus. Like it doesn't translate anywhere. None of their arguments are standing up. So I don't know. Yeah. So what are some, I guess, rumblings that you're hearing about how how fans are going to handle this new crest? Like, are they just not going to buy any merch? Um, are they going to try and, like, starve them out from an economic standpoint and, like, completely not support the new stuff, only wear old crew stuff? Like, what's, what, are you, what are you hearing on that side? We've seen it all. Um, I've, I've had friends in the business who um, they already see people like, I'm going to, like, buy your gear instead of crew gear. So they want to like take their money elsewhere. Uh, I've heard as big as uh, the supporter group wants to kind of like take a stand against them and like not show up. I mean, like you don't want the, your supporter group stand to be empty, you know, in this new stadium. Um, I think because ownership has reached out to Nordeca, we won't see it be that bad, but I do think overall you will not see that merchandise more in our block. And I, that will hurt. That will definitely hurt. Um, that's the biggest consensus. No one wants to wear that the stuff. Um, it's on sale right now. There's, I haven't seen a single positive comment about the new gear at all. I've seen some people say like the hat with just the, the C is okay. Beyond that, no one wants it. Um, it's going to hit their pockets. We'll just see how big it does. Yeah. What right, what's the, what's, the, what's the little triangle under the sea supposed no to be? One, no one knows. As of right now, we've given it life here in Crewland by giving him its own Twitter account. Uh, just the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is its use. It's just the Phillips space, which like the crest yeah. is supposed to be Ohio's flag, which I think you will only know that if you're from Ohio, which that makes sense for the fans here. But it's that triangle is literally just fill space. And if you talk to like design friends, they hate the whole, the whole thing of this. There's just how lines are your, your angles, all this yeah. thing that makes a good um, uh, design piece good is absent in this logo. So, and, and no disrespect to the, whoever made it, you know, and they had to fill out, you know, or obligation of what hey, they, they, they check clear. They yeah, not tripping. So, I guarantee you they're not tripping. Yeah. They, they <laughs> was asked like, Y'all sure y'all don't want any revisions? <laughs> All right, we good. <laughs> like, so well, no it's funny. To the designer, uh, they the person I know the organization that I don't know if they actually designed it. I, I've heard rooms that they did. I know they're the big consultant on the brand. Uh, their partnership is multi year um, because we found out last year they were they had input on this jersey that we uh, premiered this year, but they actually will have a huge hand in next year's jersey. Um, so, and they were part of the rebrand as well. There's a, there's a place in England, um, I think it's Diley Studios or something like that. Uh, yeah, I remember when, uh, I think we announced that. Yeah. We tweeted or something. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that had a big hand in all of this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, man. I think like Columbus Crew, like you're one of the original MLS squads, like take that to the grave. Like that's always going to be your marker, mm -hmm. especially as MLS expands. You have to 
you know, use that. That like we have players on the team that grew up watching the crew, yeah. or former players like Will Trap, or like you know, uh, Aiden Morris. You know, guys that are from there, fans that have seen it from the ground up. And I think that owed to Columbus Crew. Um, you're you're getting away from that. I understand. You know, uh, like we touched on it earlier, power trip, trying to get your own like brand on it. And I think it's kind of selfish from their standpoint. It's like, well, they're going to support anyway, or we don't need to tell them like they're going to come to the game anyway. So we'll do what we want. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it's selfish and you're not reading the room. So this is, this is the year of the fan revolt. Like, are they not, are they not watching, watching what's going on over in England? Like this is right. the year of the fan revolt. Exactly. Like, so don't, like, yeah, don't that like even saying that you're doing, you're going against the one fan base that helped stop a team from moving. Like, we're stubborn. Like, how yeah. do you, I don't understand it. Like, why would you, why would you put uh, that in that list? Uh, it's like, I thought y'all was going to come back with like a retro, get the three, get the three construction crew guys, like do like a retro third kit or something, like an off-brand, like designer collab. And y'all did this. <laughs> I even know like, the player's not even rocking with it. Like, I'll yeah. tell you that for facts. No, I, I can do that just- too. It's such a stark contrast from where you were to where you're yeah. trying to go, and it's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to make some changes, you could have at least kept some elements that were familiar, like keeping the crew name yeah. in it. For one, I think from a lot of what I was hearing, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ty. Like a lot of the uproar is like removing the name crew, yeah, from the official name. Like I think that. That's what a lot of the, a lot of the uproar was from. Yeah, me, I, me, I'm not a Columbus Crew fan, so I don't feel any type of way either way. I'm more so since I'm a designer, I'm more so care about the way it looks, and like this is just like a a smooth fuck up. Like <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how they were like, oh yeah, that's the one right that's there. That's the like, one I, right there. I, I, I do not agree. get it. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. It's not. Had, it's not computing for me. I had a friend say it looks like version six of 10 and like <laughs> 10 is where it's fire but they're like you know what dial it back dial it back, dial it back. <laughs> too fire up here <laughs> bring it back yeah. yeah so let's let's break this thing down real quick so like so based on marketing speak here um the encapsulation shape so the state of ohio flag forms the overall shape of our shield um if you want to call it that now um the icon c creates a symbol for the crew in all of columbus then the logo type 96 is created exclusively for Columbus Soccer Club and form with our isometric grid. Now this this font looks very much like um the crew font from Marvel. I don't know if any, if anybody's familiar with yeah. the crew um from Marvel. Like it looks very similar to that. Well, I could be wrong. I could I could just be seeing it seeing it weird right now, but you remind me of like Buccaneers uh their font. Yeah. So if we go if we go back to this one this right here looks yeah. very much if you pull it if you google the crew marvel their logo on their looks like that on their cover looks very similar to this hmm. mm-hmm. fun fact yes fun fact and that was um the, let me see here because i knew they said they they did create it for us um you started seeing them use it earlier in the year um, and that's when you kind of like figured out like something is coming through something's changing and mm-hmm. i think that they felt like it was well received by things because people didn't like put two and two together. 
now you're seeing it just like you will never see the crew with Columbus. That's where people are getting upset. I actually like I don't mind the typeset. Um, it's because it is a little bit more modern, but I also think it's more on the trendy side, which means like it will date itself pretty quickly. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and the way that they tried to, I guess, finesse this C inside of this flag is just yeah, that's not, forced. That's really forced. Not a good look. If anything. You should have just cut the C off here and had the two triangles at the bottom mm. or, or tried to, you know, play played around with that a little bit more instead of trying to force the C into this corner right here. Now, these angles are weird. Like, this is a weird angle. Like, I don't know what shape this creates, you know, this negative space. Like, this mm. is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all, I don't yeah. know. See, that's, that's the design speaker that my friends up here have kind of walked me through is like, None of the lines are right. The negative space is like not used well. Obviously, that there's no reason for that triangle. Um, so and it's funny because it's very consistent. Like every every design person that I've talked to L has the same exact point. So what I'm saying is like, how do you pay someone that's also in that world and let them leave it at something that I guess design basics say is wrong? That's that's what confuses. Yeah. Um, no offense to. The Haslam daughter, but I heard she was involved in this process. I don't know if she's a designer or what, but it doesn't strike me as professional. <laughs> um, I had no idea. That all makes sense I, now. I have no golly. It's almost like it's almost like um uh, it's almost yeah. like they had a they had a drawing or something, and then they gave it to a professional to like clean up. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a concept that like a professional designer came up with. Like, like here, came had this idea, put it on paper. Now make it like designy for me. You know, yeah. that's the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, I I don't know who the original person to come up with it or whatever. Um, I don't even know. I know like I think one of the son-in-laws is involved, but I don't I don't know like what his role is besides like he kind of assists the president. So I don't know. Who did? Yeah. I yeah, that, thought seems like it just uh, when you're at that when you're at that level, it doesn't really matter what role you're in. You just you know you just getting. I don't want to say you're getting a handout, but you 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 you're involved. <laughs> I like that. You're involved. It's a PC way of saying it. You're, you're involved. Yeah. So I mean, any any final thoughts on this? Hey, it's not too late to scrap it. Yeah, I think we see after meetings with the Nordeca, you see a Chicago type thing. It seems that they've already bought into next year's. Um, yeah, spent too much money on it. They got it. They got to run with it for next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe hope. Maybe we'll see, like like you mentioned, the Chicago thing, where the year after we'll see like some tweaks to it. Yeah. To. I don't know. It's just it's just a bummer. So yeah. like I'm just interested from a design standpoint, like uh, if they like mark. Uh, uh, hired like a marketing agency or ad agency or whoever design agency. How much would this like rebrand run somebody? <laughs> I mean, question. It, it depends. It depends. Really, this is like some some insider like agency type shit. Like it depends <laughs> on your budget. If you got a big budget, it's gonna cost a lot of money. Yeah. If you don't have a big budget and it's not covering my overhead, then yeah. probably can't afford us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, like you're dealing with a the owner of a professional sports team, two of them, like yeah, they got sure. money. All right, so we we running the ticket up. This is like, you know, two three hundred thousand maybe. You know? 
Like this, this, this is our runway for nah, a couple don't of years. Even say that, please. <laughs> don't even say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, I'll hang up right now. This, this is our runway for a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? And you, yeah. you, you sprinkle in a lot of, a lot of marketing talk. You know, you give them like this, this stuff right here, this encapsulating shape, and all these nice, yeah. captivating words. It's all bullshit. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. Oh, just blowing it up. Oh, with the I'm, no, I'm, I'm really glad you said that though, because a lot of people be getting bamboozled. I don't want to blow, and I, I don't want to blow my own spot. You know, like two cent, two cent sports consulting. Holla at us if you, if you need, if you need to get your look right. If you need to get your content strategy right, you know, fuck with us. We'll, we'll give you some marketing talk too. But you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna look good. It's gonna be 100, and it will look good. Yeah. yeah. We uh we just gonna be value adds. That's what it's all about. There you go. Yeah. Uh, away from me and something else. Uh, hey, all right. So, just like just like I told people today, you see how much this dude's man. Hey, you are what you negotiate. Exactly. And we all 100%. need to talk to all agents. That's yeah. in any industry. Right today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like on the phone with your agent. A lot of players like, on the hey. phone today. <laughs> <laughs> agents on the phone, like, hey, do not disturb. Like, I, I, right. I swear. You signed the line, bro. Like for real. Golly. Especially if you're if you're a new player coming into the league, and then you see him with some of these other newer players coming into the league or making like you definitely on the phone with your agent. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Your days are numbered, bro. Like <laughs> some agents got fired today. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So let's let's keep this keep this thing moving um let's jump into no car yellow car red car so this is a rapid fire segment of the show where i'll read off some news topics from the week or from the past week or so could be sports related could be pop culture related it doesn't matter only thing that matters is how we rate it and we'll rate it using the card soccer card system so no card obviously is i agree i'm cool with it yellow card i can go either way red card is uh obviously i disagree or i'm not cool with it so First up, we got Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp, has signed a bill into law allowing college athletes in the state to make endorsement money starting on July 1st. Here's the key. The new law also allows schools to take up to 75% of an athlete's endorsement income and redistribute it to other athletes. So what card are we giving this? Ty, go first. Uh, For me personally, red card. Um, and the reason for that being, if you're going to let the athletes use their likeness, they should have way more than 25%. Um, cause I mean, I know what they're saying is like, you're going to have players that are like more popular than others. So you want to spread the wealth a little bit, but that is still so skewed to the point where, you know, that money's going to go kind of necessarily towards the university and not towards the other players. It's just that number in itself is just too skewed. So this was their olive branch, but they failed at that. So for me, it's a red card. You think Logan? Yeah, yeah, it's a red card because like there's so many logistics around like just the handling of all right. So if I make money from a camp, how do I how am I supposed to report that? If I'm making money through an affiliate link or a brand, like what if you guys didn't even help with the process? So you got young kids that don't even know, you know, and you know, this is dear to my heart with the frugal athlete, but you got young kids that don't even know how to balance a checkbook yet. And now they're gonna have to go to all right, well local company is paying me this much now i gotta not only report it on my taxes but now i gotta give a percentage fee to georgia so i are they going to be helping out with the process are they going to help out with the logistics the compliance all these different things that play a role into 
letting them get the deal flow and now having to take a cut and pay a cut. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan, but I see where they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, and really, like the, the crazy thing about name, image, and likeness, and if you haven't already, check out episode six of Unfiltered with Kyle McCullough. They talk about this. I'm not NCAA property. It's the name of the episode. Check that out on Tucson Sports Network. Um, YouTube at Tucson Sports. Um, coming back to that. One thing that's crazy about this is that you have the lesser athletes who can go off and make money off their likeness on the low, however you want to do it. You got like somebody who plays water polo or something. Yeah, It's, it's, it's not a major sport, but they'll go start a YouTube channel mm-hmm. doing cooking or something like <laughs> that. For bag and stuff. And be, yeah. and be making money on that, you know? And then they're not getting dinged for it because they're not in a major sport. <clears throat> they're not in one of the money generating sports. So, you know, <coughs> excuse me. So I think the, re- the redistribution of the wealth is like Ty said, cold word for, you know, a kickback to the university essentially to support mm-hmm. these other programs, which is all bad for me. <clears throat> yeah. Like, how are you supposed to keep track of AdSense off YouTube? Right. Don't be like, who's reporting that? Like, that's another right there, another a way for even like, agents to start like getting their way into the. These kids' worlds don't need as many distractions as we're about to give them. You... Oh, it's, yeah. It's, that's it's like the blessing and the curse. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And I don't know. And this is like a perfect case. I don't know if you um, are familiar with this guy named Destroying. Yeah. Um, you see that? He's a YouTube YouTuber. He does like, you know, YouTube videos, goes to like 707 camps and like does all these different challenges and stuff. But he was a kicker at UCF. Black mm-hmm. dude, kicker at UCF. And they gave him an ultimatum. Like either you give up your YouTube channel or, you know, you play football and he shows YouTube. So he made the right decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There it is. Yeah, all right. Different. All right. Next up. Um, Former Sacramento NWSL bid looks like it's going to San Diego. So, how are we rating this expansion move? I know we talked about this on previous previous episode, um, but how are we rating the move from Sacramento to San Diego? And this is MLS, MLS uh, bid and NWSL. NWSL by itself. Okay. Uh, yellow card for me. Um, I like just the growth of women's game in general. Um, both cities and they'll have an appetite for it. Um, I think Sacramento loses out because they've already lost their MLS bid pretty much. Uh, it will suck if they're also going to lose that as well. Um, I just I just wish there was some sort of way to like make it work in Sacramento, but it just seems like it, soccer just isn't going to happen there. I know San Diego has, they have the USL team from it correctly. Is it Landon Donovan's team out there? Yeah. Um, so they have, they have the infrastructure set up. I'm pretty sure they probably partner some way with them. I just, I, I'm fine with it. I just feel bad for Sacramento. They've had a rough soccer year. Yeah, yellow card. I mean, no, no fault of San Diego. I think they have the infrastructure. You got Landon Donovan, Warren Smith, who actually brought uh, the USL franchise to Sacramento. Um, he, he was a key component to that, along with so many other different executives. Um, they're set up for NWSL. I think they'll do it the right way. Uh, Sacramento, they they still sleeping, you know. They you know they they need to figure some things out. I think uh, it's tough because that's my city, you know. But 
because they ain't got you on the bed. When he don't got the right people involved and you think you have it all figured out, which is what we've talked about. And I mean, with the Columbus situation and the Atlanta situation, you got a couple people that think they have it all figured out and then, you know, get hit in the mouth and now you're trying to figure out what's going on. So unfortunately, uh, hopefully we can see both franchises, Sacramento, San Diego, both have hotbeds of youth talent uh, in the women's game. So the more the merrier. Um, but I don't think we'll see it at the moment. I definitely think Sacramento NWSL team will come, um, but just not right now. All right. And so last one, we're going to stay in, stay in San Diego with this. Casey Stoney resigns as manager of Manchester United's women's team. She's rumored to be the new manager for the San Diego job. Um, so what card are we giving Casey for this move? I mean, to live in San Diego and coach soccer, uh, I'm giving no card. Yeah. I, I would be fine with that. Like, that's a win for San Diego. Like, all the good things. San Diego is one of my favorite cities in the U.S., to be honest. So, and you'll see, like, a lot of players and managers will pick places because of, like, the living itself. It's hard mm-hmm. to beat that. You get to be uh, the coach of this of this new franchise. There's a lot of perks to it. Manchester United has a lot to work through, it seems like. So, people <laughs> just falling, falling off. This is all a win for San Diego and the manager. So, congrats to her if that's what's happening. Yeah. Fact. yeah I, mean, I want to see what kind of fits she's going to get off. Like, it's, it's real women to wear hours over there with yeah. Casey Stoney. So, as our guy Scams would say, um, <laughs> you know, she definitely was getting her fits off in Manchester. It's yeah. cold up there. So, she had the, the dope jackets. And Dude, she, yeah. was she like, I would like had her as like fashion inspiration at some point. She had that one, I think it was like, like the red turtleneck and the long trench coat and the black boots. Yeah. Killing it. it. So we'll see. We'll see what she's getting off over there in San Diego when, when that's announced eventually. No. That's it for that. Word. Uh, so yeah, that's that's our show for the week. Uh subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get discovered. Like I said before, like El said before, like Tyler said before, make sure you tap into Two Cent Sports. We got a lot of things in the works, got a lot of things that you guys will definitely want to tap into. Um, so follow us on all the socials at two cents FC, check out our merch at two cents It helps support the show. It helps us continue on a weekly basis and stay consistent. Um, and then tweet us your comments on the show and any topics you want me or L to discuss. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the only show that's giving you unfiltered thoughts and opinions every Friday. You already know what it is. Peace out. Please.